What a moment it was. Citizens Bank Park, Phillies Braves, last October. Welcome back. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio. It is the Midday Show. Nick Earnshaw behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. Get you aboard here. We'll get back to all the phone calls here on Slay and A.J. Brown and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Really the way the Eagles players have reacted since the Super Bowl. I, I find it disappointing and frustrating. They're just coming off as sore losers. But, Hugh, there's another big story here. And this one's kind of bubbling under the surface a little bit in Philadelphia sports. So today, for the first time this spring, Reese Hoskins is going to play in a in a game. So he had uh, kind of a knee cleanup surgery in December. Has got out there. I don't think it's a big deal, but he hasn't played yet. So today he's going to play his first spring training game. And you, it, it might be the last first spring training game he plays as a Philly because he doesn't have a contract beyond this year. There was a story in The Athletic the other day, a uh, headline, Reese Hoskins Phillies haven't started extension talks. His future in Philadelphia is uncertain. And Hugh, we've talked this. They're, they're talking to Aaron Nola, right? They've given these long-term contracts to almost everybody else. The whole lineup, except Reese Hoskins, is signed beyond this year. I, I, it's, it's obvious that there's this. There's this not a priority for them. It's just, it's just not a priority for them to bring him back. And Hugh, I, I think about the player he's been. He's been here, you know, since 2017, up in the major leagues, end of that season. He's a decent player. He's a good power hitter. He gets on base, but he's an awful fielder. I don't think he's gotten any better. He's too streaky. And I, I'm with Hugh, I'm with what I think the Phillies are. I'm, I'm kind of on the same page. I don't want him back. I don't think he's coming back. It doesn't feel like it is because, you know, when you talk about a team that went out in offseason, they spent a ton of money to bring in free agents, Trey Turner, and some of the guys that they're trying to re-up. I think that they're looking at it to wait and see how he's going to play out. He's going to be one of the big-name free agents in the free agent market, so he might land on his feet somewhere yep. else, but they might be looking to basically put their resources somewhere else. Well, I think they should, and, and, I, and I'm curious people land on this because Reese Hoskins is, of all the guys here, other than Nola, he's been around the longest. Like, you, you know, you, you go to the park, you'll see a lot of Reese Hoskins jerseys. He has defenders. Like, even though people he's – People like him. People like him, and, and I think as a – there's two separate things, right? Like, we, we root for these guys as players, and then, you know, once in a while, we kind of like the person too, right? Like, it's a good personality, good guy. I think Reese is a pretty good guy. Like, I think everyone likes the person. It's the player that frustrates me. He's just an awful defensive player. He's never seemed to get any better. And, Hugh, I was saying it to you last time we, we brought him up. He's so streaky. I've never seen a hitter like him where for two weeks, he'll hit eight or nine home runs. Like, he will carry them. And then for the next three weeks, he won't hit at all. Yeah. It's, it's fresh. I, I think, I, I think he's a solid player, but I don't know if he's a champ. I don't know. He's not a championship player to me. Like in the World Series last year, he was three for twenty-five with ten strikeouts, and he had a big error in Game Five. I, I just don't think of him as a guy you win a World Series with. You know what? I think that they're probably going to handle this situation, see how the year plays out, and see if he can be a little bit more consistent than he has been in the past. Uh, you know, when you when you talk about that, and it might be a situation where they might be looking for, to be honest, some more viable answers at that position. Yep. You know, so it, it's it's one of those things where it, it's going to be on him. I know for as a player to go into a season looking at everybody else, you know, sign these big contracts and everything, you don't worry about anybody else's money. But at the same time, knowing the situation that you're in, you just got to go out there and play. If it's not going to get done, you just got to go out there and play and put yourself in the best possible position to either get paid here or get paid somewhere else. Yeah, look, if he has a great year, it certainly helps this 2023 Phillies team. But, you know, I don't want him back. I think the Phillies are operating this the right way. Don't re-sign him. And plus, they've got a lot of guys here, DH types, that might move to first base as years go on. Listen to Dave Dabrowski just about a week ago down in spring training. Uh, I thought this answer was eye-opening because it, I think it's, it shows that they're not really – this is not a priority for them. Here's Dabrowski on Reese Hoskins in this contract situation. Well, if they loved him that much, you there'd be a contract already because they, they've given con- – I mean, the Phillies have spent money on everyone. The, the interesting part about that, too, is he mentioned Gene Segura, Hugh. 
Gene Segura left, right? Mm-hmm. He, he mentioned a situation where a guy went into a contract year, didn't have one. He's not here anymore. Yeah, and that's probably not a good comparison that you want to be compared no. to. But when you talk about potentially the free agent market next year, I think he'll be in a good spot. Reason will be in a good spot because he's going to be somewhere or he could potentially go somewhere. He's going to get paid. He's going to be one of the big names that's going to be on the fridge. Well, that's true. Machado resigned. There's not many big bats in free agency for next year, but I, I think the Phillies are doing this right. I don't want him back. 215-592-9494. Reese has been, I, I would say, a polarizing kind of player in Philadelphia the last couple of years because there is some things he does well. People like him. He has helped this team over the years, but I I think the flaws are worse than the strengths. I don't want to back to you. 215-592-9494. We'll throw that in the mix. Do you want the Phillies to re-sign Reese Hoskins? They haven't begun contract talks yet. And all your thoughts, your reaction on the Eagles and, the, and these players and, and the way they've acted since the Super Bowl. 215-592-9494. John is in Philadelphia. Hey, John. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you doing? How are you doing today? What's up, John? I'm not doing as good as I was, you know, previous only because, you know, these comments really kind of bother me. And, you know, listen, the A.J. Brown comment really doesn't bother me as much because, you know, it's not a finger-pointing type of thing. But, you know, with C.J. and Slay, it's like, you know, you guys have to take some accountability. I mean, C.J. points to figure again and who already had took the ownership of his, his poor performance in the Super Bowl. So, you know, it's kind of like kicking a guy when he's down. And then you got Slay, who's you know basically saying like you guys had said earlier, like, yeah, you know, this ain't my fault. This loss wasn't on me. Well, you know what? It is on you. It's on the whole team. And you know that little thing that you have on your chest that you cherish so dearly is a C. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not acting like you're not acting like a captain. Captains don't act like that. You look at our other captains. You look at Brandon Graham. You look at Fletcher Cox. You look at Jason Kelsey. They don't act like that. Everything is a team. Everybody's accountable, and everybody has you know responsibility in a loss or a win. And it really kind of disturbs me that he would come out and say that because obviously we as Philadelphia fans had watched that game and you were no place like. So, and Gardner and, and, and CJ Gardner Johnson, like you didn't do anything to help yourself either. So, if your instincts are to play the game, you know, you can't really blame that on Gannon. Well, John, I agree with you. And it's just, it, to me, it's weird to, to tout your own accolades after a loss. And, and a game where your, your defense, and I know it wasn't all the defense, obviously 31 on defense, 7 on, on the fumble. But, like, they gave up a lot of points. And to talk about how, how they did well, they locked them down. It's just, it, it's tone deaf. Yeah, you can't do that, man. I mean, it, it's, the bottom line is this. You, you could have had the best individual game of your life. But the bottom line is the Kansas City Chiefs still won. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I'm pretty sure there are going to be people on, on, on the TikTok and the Twitters and the things. They're going to point that out for you. Bottom line is, man, you lost. There's not a leg to stand on. Uh, go back to the lab. Go back to the drawing board and just get better and, and put yourself in position to, to, to be in the Super Bowl next year. That's the, only, that's the only saving grace in a situation like this. That's the only thing that you could do. You know, I, I agree with you 100%. For us to start acting like the 49ers is ridiculous. I mean, this is Philadelphia. We hold you accountable. We expect you to hold yourself accountable. And that's what makes us love you. And when you start losing that, you kind of start losing your fan base. And, I mean, like the slight thing really, really bothers me because he's pounding his chest. But yet, you know, he didn't – you know, he was a major part that we lost. Well, and, and the D, and John, like, I, I, you know, I go back to this. They had two touchdowns, whether it's Gannon's fault or whatever. They had two touchdowns. John, we appreciate the phone call. You, they, they were walking easy. I mean, the easiest throws Mahomes is ever going to make in his career. Those guys were wide open, and you're on that side of the football. And, and the thing that, that gets me, Hugh, is it, they don't have to say anything. Like, I'm not asking Slay to come out and do his podcast and say it's all my fault. Like, I, I'm not asking for that. Just don't, don't make excuses. Yeah, just, just leave it be. 
because just like we're saying, Joe, it's it's you leave yourself open to interpretation, mm-hmm. you know. And when you start separating yourself, I mean, and you know, people can listen to it and hear what they want to say, but you are separating yourself. That's what you did. Like whether you meant to do it directly or indirectly, you said the secondary was the one of the best, and we did our job. N- somebody can look at that and say, "Well, oh, what you saying? The defensive line didn't do their job." You can't do that. You just can't. Sometimes it's just better not to say anything. There were times when we would go into games and, and we would be getting cooked. And the defensive players would look around and, and it might be something that we feel like Jim is not doing something that we want him to do. We never spoke it. You, you probably felt it, but you didn't speak it because you lived to play the next down. And that, that's how you did it because, you know, hell, every, it's not going to go right all the time. And it's never good to point fingers. It's never good to talk about, well, hey, I did my part. He didn't do his, anything like that. You still have to be a cohesive unit. So let me ask you this, because the perspective you have is interesting on this, because you, 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 know, you, you were a player, right? You, you had the situations that you mentioned with Jim, and maybe you didn't always agree. How much do you think is they have this platform? Like when you, when you were playing, I guess you, know, you could have come on WIP. You had the press conferences after games, right? You, you could have mm-hmm. talked to a reporter and ended up in the inquirer. But now, like – Chauncey Gardner-Johnson saw Elliot Shore Parks' tweet and had something to say about it. Mm-hmm. You know, Darius Slay has his own podcast. Um, AJ's on social media. How, do, do you think this is just part of it is they have this platform and they can't help themselves? Uh, I, I think part of it is it, it, we, we're, we're reactionary. Mm-hmm. I like to say we live in a microwave society where we, we need everything quickly. We react quickly. We don't think anymore. We don't think about the consequences of our actions. And I think back in the day... You know, it's not, I hate to say that because it makes me, it, it dates me, but it's true. We, we thought about how your comments could affect somebody else. I mean, because that's, when you, when you talk about teammates and, and, and having a team concept, that means that you have to pick your brother up when he's having a tough day. Sometimes that means if your brother's having a, a tough day, you have to overextend yourself. You know, hey, uh, maybe Bobby or Troy not having a good day. That means I got to be on top of my game even more. Maybe maybe Ike or somebody's not, you know, getting to the to the to the you know scraping to the tight end or whatever. Got to pick it up a little bit more. That's what my brother keeper means to me. That's what it means to me. And sometimes you might be feeling some kind of way about something that's happening, and it might be frustrating. But when you speak that into existence, you have to know and realize that there's going to be some consequences. Somebody might read that the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Somebody might interpret that the wrong way. So you keep those thoughts to yourself and just try to pick them up and just keep it moving, man. Sometimes it's just better just not to say anything. Yeah, I just sometimes I, I think, and, and maybe it's a generational thing, I just think we're moving away from the concept of team. Like you just said, my brother's keeper, and to the, to the more of individuals. Like Slay's talking as an individual, him and his group, him and his you know very small group at the secondary. It's frustrating. 215-592-9494. Is it frustrating? Because it frustrates both of us today hearing this stuff. Darius Slay, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, A.J. Brown, beef with, with Juju. Let it go. Let it go. And do you want the Phillies to re-sign Reese Hoskins? I don't. They haven't begun contract talks yet. It's going to become a big theme of this season. Patrick is up on WIP. Hey, Patrick. Patrick. Hey, guys. How's it going? What's going on, man? Hey, Patrick. Hey, you. If I said that to my wife that she put on a couple uh, extra pounds, you would have one less listener. You would be a dead man <laughs> try, in Chicago. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> no, we, we need to keep our listeners, Patrick. Don't do it. Yeah. So I will not do it. Absolutely. Hey, guys. Ideally, yeah, we the guys, after the game, they shut up, they learn, they go to work, right? But you brought up a really – there's a couple mitigating factors, I think. One, you brought up the, the platform. These guys have the platform. 
and they use it for for positive and at times for negative. I think the other thing is this is the last game of the year. And there has been so much analysis of how the defense got schooled and things like that, that they're very defensive now. Yes. And I think that really plays into it. I well, you're probably agree. right, Patrick. I yeah. totally agree. Yeah, and, and they have – and like you said, the idea of it's the last game, like if it's during the season, they got to move on, right? We, we have another Correct. game to talk about to play, and they can't move on from this one, obviously. Correct. Hey, and you, I, I'm just get get your opinion here. Quarterbacks need to be a different type of cat, right? You're they're, out they are, there. They are different. They're different. Yes. They're exposed. And to me, they're like release pitchers. They got to be – Confident supremely despite the facts at times. Yes. Right? Agreed. And I think that that plays in as Slay. The other thing, Slay uh, backed up his teammate, right? Yes. And I really like that, uh, you know, that he stuck up for Bradbury. Uh, you know, so it, it, it's kind of a combination. There are different things. I think AJ just came into his mind, hey, you know, if we got get a touchdown, then we're going to lose this game, et cetera. But uh, you know, it's just it's 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 different. You no, know? I, I, I totally agree. Because listen, I'm a, I'm gonna defend my teammates. I, I I am, but at the same time, you could you could defend your teammate without, you know, it being perceived that you're throwing somebody else under the bus. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he could have left it when he was defending his teammate. He could have left it at that. He's like, hey man, you won a Super Bowl. Leave, let leave my guy alone. And that would have been enough. But when you start breaking down numbers and going into stats and talking about this, that, and the third. That's where it becomes a little hazy for me because now somebody else might hear that and 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 like hell, Fletcher, Fletcher Cox might hear that and be like, "Damn, dog, what you saying? We didn't we didn't get to the quarterback or something like that." So that's where it gets yeah. a little it gets a little you know dicey. Absolutely, I mean you know I had teams working for me things like that, and I always said, "Get out of bed, no blame, no excuses, no denial," and you know, but it, it, sometimes it takes. Not everyone accepted that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I bet. No, Patrick, that's – different personalities and things like that. Yeah, well, so. that's – Patrick, that's interesting. That, I mean, you're right. We do have different personalities. And, and you that, – that's – like, not all these guys are going to react the same way. I understand that, right? Some guys are quieter. Some guys will go away. But it's, it's just – it's a bad look for your team. And he and, and one of our last calls mentioned Slay's got a C on his chest. He's a captain. Yeah, you can't do that. I mean, I, like I said, initially, I didn't have a problem with what he said. But when you start going into detail about what person did this, that, and the third – that's just not a good look. Let's hear it again. If you missed it earlier, Darius Slay is a clip from his podcast uh, talking about the Super Bowl. And really, he's starting with Juju and AJ. But well, as it goes on, just listen to what he's talking about because it feels to me like he is kind of abdicating responsibility. Like, look, we did well. I don't, I don't know what happened in the game. He, here's Darius Slay in his podcast. Lights. Come on, Juju. Lights, camera, action. Hugh, he's talking about how well the DBs played, except for Jason, for Travis Kelsey. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I've, I pulled up the stats just so we all can be refreshed on this. <laughs> Twenty-one to twenty-seven, Mahomes. Okay, that's oh, so we, we, we did the math. Was it seventy-eight percent? We talked about this last week. Seventy-eight yeah. percent. <laughs> he passed. He, he, yeah, his passed. his QBR and one hundred is the best you can have a QBR. It was ninety-six point four. His passer rating and the best is that like one fifty-six, right? One thirty-one. I don't need to hear Darius Light telling me lights, camera, action, nonsense. You got torched, man. Yeah, that that that's the unfortunate thing about all of this is that you look at the box score. Sheesh. And you say, oh, my gosh. You know, but it's – we live in a different age now, man. I mean, and just like when you when you make the comments that you make, you, you put yourself in a situation where just like Joe Giglio just did, he can, he can go back and dissect everything that you're saying 
and bring factual, actual numbers to the conversation that make you look bad. Just makes you look bad. And there's no reason for it as a team captain. 215-592-9494. How does it hit you hearing Darius Slay say that? Chauncey Gardner-Johnson calling out the defensive coordinator, A.J. Brown, saying he knew they'd lose in the third quarter of that game. The whole thing is frustrating for me. Don is up here on WIP. What's up, Don? Don. Hey, this is Don. What's up, Don? Hey, How Don. you doing, man? Yeah. Hey, listen, I know, I know this isn't going to happen, but what if – during free agency, the Eagles signed Schuster. Would there be some tough practices, do you think? I don't I don't think they would do that. I think like to be honest, I think he'd be touched up a little bit. Like yeah. that that I would not want to be in that receiver room Mm-mm. with him and AJ Brown. Would not but along that. along that same note, you did you ever have a situation where uh opposing player you did not like, maybe you got into it a little a little bit and they became a teammate? No, not like that. Not like that. No, I mean, did you ever have that happen? No, no, nothing like that. Nothing like that. Okay. You know, you were talking about uh, the, the 49ers when they were whining after the Eagles game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of that I could I could understand. But when Robbie Gold jumped in and he said if it turned into a passing game, Hurts would be in trouble. That, now, that, that's crossing the yeah, line. Yeah, that I went mean, to – you're right. That went to a new level. Let's hope Jake Elliott doesn't get on a podcast next week and say something dumb. <laughs> right. Okay, thanks, guys. Well, uh, no, Don, Don what was your point on Hoskins? You want to chime in on Hoskins? Yeah, I, you know, I'd like to see uh, him have a good year and then maybe get signed. So you want him back? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, Don. It's interesting. Don, we appreciate the phone yeah, I call. I think that's what they're trying to see. They want to see, like, he's in a prove year. He's in a, he's in a prove year. Or he might – that might not even be the case. He might be in a year where they say, hey, we're going to just use you this year. And, and maybe they work in one of the young guys. I see. I think that, you know, it's there was a column in the Enquirer last week about how it's similar. And we asked Ruben Amar about this. Uh, Pat Burrell, 2008. He was he was one of the only guys of that core that was not re-signed past the season. Mm-hmm. He had a good year. They had 33 home runs, and they won the World Series, and they still said goodbye to him. Yeah, he Pat just, the Bat. I Pat that. the Bat wasn't part of the future. They're similar kind of offensive players. I, I, I Here's my thing about Reese. Prove it year. He's the same guy every year. He's pretty consistent. And, that, and that's mm-hmm. not a bad thing, right? He's... Usually 25 to 30 home runs. He gets a bunch of doubles. He walks, strikes out a good amount, and he plays terrible defense. He's one player. His defense has never gotten better. Like He's the same guy he was when he got to the major leagues. And, and that's the thing about professional sports. You have to come in, and you got to be better than you were the year before. And you gotta, you gotta, there's a ceiling or, or a projection of how you should be or where you should be at certain points in your life. And maybe thinking that there's the possibility we can upgrade at this position. Well, and it might be internal. I mean, you, you, you know, Alec Bohm is not a very good first Maybe he goes to first base down the line. Mm-hmm. Maybe Kyle Schwarber is not a good outfielder. Maybe he becomes a first and baseman. And if, if I'm not mistaken, there was a lot of conversation being had in, 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 in spring training about moving guys around, just trying to see yep. if you could, you know, potentially move some guys to some other spots and things of that nature. So that might be the case. Well, it could be. And the other one I, I think is, is kind of interesting, uh, card and all this, Bryce Harper is signed for a lot more years. He's had back issues. He has obviously an elbow issue. I wonder if he becomes a first baseman at some point. First base is always that spot they put the guy they don't know what to do with, right? Yeah, that, that, that doesn't have that much athletic ability. Yeah, or like it's, it, the athletic ability is waning or you want to protect the arm. Like I, I think I think there's something, too. They don't want to lock up first base for a long time with a guy like Reese Hoskins. What about, what about JT? 
Sure, a catcher at right? some point. Yeah, and he's gonna. Feet. Yeah, and he's gonna have. He's gonna have uh, time. He's gonna have a lot of time in the World Baseball Classic too. He's gonna be behind the plate, and he, and he went deep in the last year. So how how long is he gonna be behind the dish? Yeah, I, I think that we could see any one of these guys we're talking about eventually move to first base, and I I don't want Reese here long term, and I, I I think that's where we're headed. Two one five five nine two. 94-94. That is how you hop aboard. We'll come back. Your phone calls. And uh, a prominent cowboy could be cut in the I'm next. Yeah. A prominent cowboy could be cut. We'll tell you who it is. And would there be any interest from the Eagles? 215-592-9494. Get you aboard. There's all this stuff, Bobby, the way the Eagles have reacted. This is through both Darius Slay, A.J. Brown, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. If frustrates us, we'll give you an update on the poll question. And do you want Reese Hoskins back? He's one of the only, I mean, he's the only position player not signed beyond this year. 215-592-9494. It is how you hop aboard. It is you, Douglas, Joe Giglio, Midday Show, right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. The stretch run of the NBA season is here. Now is the perfect time to download FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sportsbook. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Safe, secure, super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers and threes drain. we got a big one tomorrow night after a, a crazy game last night in Dallas. We have the Sixers and the Bucks. Man, I can't go the other way. I mean, Milwaukee's won 16 in a row. I will take the under on the game. I'll take the over on the points. For Giannis, plus FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94WIP. I really like the FanDuel app, so don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O. That's FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O to learn more. Make every moment more FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio, Hugh Douglas, WIP Midday Show, 215-592-9494. Nick Earnshaw behind the glass today. And you guys with us, 215-592-9494 to hop in. Lots to react to here. The, I mean, the Darius Slay comments on his podcast talking about – I mean, it's just – it's amazing how far this has gone, Hugh. It, it's been – what, we're, we're three, four weeks, three weeks past the Super Bowl? They're yeah, still talking time, about it. it's time to move on, man. I mean, they won. It's, it hurts. I know. I mean, it, it hurts. It hurts everybody when you when you talk about the team that that you had all year long and the and the road that you were on and, and to have it in the way that it did. I get it. I get it. It hurts and it's going to be with you for a long time. But it doesn't help the situation by talking about it like you are. It really doesn't. It, I think it makes it worse. And and I, I'm disappointed in how the Eagles have reacted here. Does it bother you how the Eagles players have reacted since the Super Bowl loss? Specifically talking about AJ Brown. Darius Slay, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. So, Hugh, it's interesting, and this might be generational, right? We're talking about age and how people react to things. So on our Twitter poll, at WIP Midday Show, 79% are not bothered. It yeah, doesn't bother them. Yeah, because they like that. They like the smoke. Like, people like, like to see the car crash. That's the same as, as when a car crashes. Everybody like to slow down and see what happens. Yeah. See the carnage. And that's see what this carnage. has been. It's been, a, it's been a social media yeah, car crash. Because that's what we do, man. Listen, I don't know if you do it a lot, but... I get home and sometimes when, when nothing's going on, I get on my I get on there and scroll and see what drama has has ensued. I'll see what what crazy things have happened. You know, because that's what we like. We like to see what's going on. We like to look at the pictures of, of people posting crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's what we do. That's that's our lives now. Yeah, and I think younger people think it's funnier and, and think it's cool. But I, I I think it's disappointing. They're coming off as sore losers. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. And Reese Hoskins, do you want the Phillies to re-sign him? He's the only position player not under contract beyond the season for the Phillies. They've got a core here. It doesn't feel like Reese will be part of it, and I don't want him part of it. I, I think it's the right time to let Reese Hoskins go after 
this coming season? Do you want the Phillies to re-sign uh, Reese? But, Hughes, you mentioned the word drama there. Here, here would be some potential drama. So, according to Adam Schefter, Zeke Elliott could be a cap casualty of the Dallas Cowboys. When I say that to you, we know the Eagles need to rebuild this backfield, right? Boston Scott's a free agent. Miles Sanders likely gone. If the price was right, would you take a chance on Zeke? Would you bring Zeke to the Eagles? Yes. You know why? Just because he used to be a cowboy, and and I would like all those cowboy fans yeah. that, that have Zeke Elliott jerseys. The 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 feeling that they would have, like their their hearts being cut out when you see him put on that Eagles jersey. Oh my goodness. <laughs> And play them twice a year, that would be that would be hilarious to me. So I think that that part would be hilarious. My my reservation, I have two reservations. One, whenever the Eagles seem to sign ex Cowboys, they're terrible. They're here. cooked. They're, they're cooked. cooked. I mean, Demarco Murray is the, the biggest one recently, right? Uh-huh. That was Chip Kelly brought him in. It was like twenty fourteen. I remember twenty fifteen. Yeah, and he was coming off a big year. He was the offensive player of the year the mm-hmm. year before. And he was, I mean, to tell you, he, he wasn't just bad here. He was awful. The first day of training camp. He had a, a hamstring issue. He didn't practice. He was dehydrated or something, some sort of nonsense. He would slide out of bounds instead of getting hit. DeMarco Murray was a, terrible here. Terrible. So, so I have that feeling. But the other one is, I, I wonder if Zeke is cooked. I mean, he's been he's had a lot of carries for the first, what, he's drafted 2016, so mm-hmm. six, seven years of his career. He's got a lot of work. Yeah. I, I would say this to that. It would still be running back by committee. Right. Uh, probably be a short, your short yardage back, kind of like the role that he was in. But it's the money. You know, I've seen this before with Ty Gurley when he came to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. He had a bad knee. They signed him anyway, and 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 he was he. It was rough. It was rough watching Ty Gurley play because you remember Ty Gurley, what Ty Gurley used to be. You remember Ty Gurley when he was in college, and to see that man is rough. But that's the running back position. That's one of the reasons why Miles Sanders is not going to be here. I don't think that's going to happen. That to me. Him being here is more me being petty in, 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 a, in a more mature way. I, you know, I'm still petty, but I'm going to be it in a more mature way. And having Dallas Cowboy fans be sick in the stomach when they see Zeke Elliott come out there with those birds on his helmet. Man, when you're talking about petty, that, that, that's, that's petty to the nth degree. 215-592-9494. We'll throw that in. Would you have interest in Zeke Elliott if the, if the Cowboys do cut him? Um, I, here's an amazing stat, Hugh, on, on Ezekiel Elliott. He did have 12 touchdowns last year, so he still does well in the red zone. You know, he's top 50 ever in carries. Like, he's only been in the league six years. That's yeah. how much they've used him. And you go through, looking through this list, right? It's all the old guys that used to get more carries back when they used to have the 30 carries a game. Like, the fact that he's only played seven seasons in the NFL and he's top 50 all-time in carries, I just wonder if the tread is off those tires. Man, listen, when you're a running back in the NFL, if you get drafted high, that's why you're talking about taking B. John Robinson. If he goes high, brother. Best believe you're going to tote the rock. Like, you're getting 30 to 40 carries a mm-hmm. game, and you're not going to be in the NFL that long. That's just how it works at that position. They're going to they're gonna use you like a dirty old dish rag. They're going to use you up. They're going to use you to death. I think everybody else on this list, they they all played at least 10 years. Like, they, to get this many carries. They play, he has 1,800 carries in yeah. the NFL already. Oh, man. he toted the rock, man. But when he, he toted it, he was, he was a beast. If there's, one, like, if there's one thing to your point where it would, it would help the Eagles, besides him, him, obviously, if he played well, he's killed the Eagles yeah. playing a get. Like, the, he's always had success. So, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be upset. If he's off the Cowboys next year, 215-592-9494. For a lot to react to, Ron is up here on WIP. What's up, Ron? Ron. Hey, good morning, Atlanta. <laughs> hey, what's going hey, on? Hey, Ron, Ron, what are you thinking? 
you, I'm I'm petty too. I can admit it. I respect it. I, I totally do. <laughs> uh, well, a couple quick things. Uh, Elliot, absolutely not. Don't want him. Um, don't like him. I don't like him as a person. Uh, with, you know, remember the allegations that were against him. That that kind of just faded away. Um, and I just, you know, so I don't want to see. I don't want to see him in an Eagles uniform. Absolutely not. But go out west somewhere. Ron, you know that obviously he's. I don't think he's a very likable guy. My my fear as well with terms of him as a player. I just he it could be over, right? Like it wouldn't shock me. Hugh mentioned Todd Gurley, who he went to the Falcons, and then a year later, I think he was kind of out of the league. It, it wouldn't shock me if we're we're not far away with Zeke. Yeah, I mean, Joe. I mean, what do they say about running backs? How, what's the life? What's the shelf life of a running back in he's, the NFL? How many years? That. He's about there. He's there. Yeah. Oh, and I there. think I think you. I think he's over that because of how how much load management that they put on him, yeah, carrying him the ball so much. They mm-hmm. ran him to absolute death. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, and, and, and credit to him, he had the skill to do it. But I'm just saying, you know, in the beginning of his career, they overworked him. I'm not willing to take that risk. Not not with the holes we got to fill already on this team. Ron, what are so, you thinking here on uh, on all these guys, AJ and Slay, and all these guys talking? <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I said it to your producer. The one thing nobody's really pointed out, and maybe it's just my perception, but it it seems like you have – you say, like, I know, Joe, you've been saying, like, how the Eagles have been portraying themselves. I want you to try to change your, your, your line of thinking and wording. It, I want you to say the individual players because the Eagles – are not like the organization doesn't, you know, it's, it's not really them. It's just these individual players. I know it reflects back. Ron, before you go on, you're, you're right. Um, it, it is, it's, it's individuals. And if you go to the other side, right? Like after, uh, what was that press conference with eight with Howie and, um, Sirianni, Howie didn't even yeah. want to give the excuse to the field, right? He said, you know, he, he kind of, th- th- I don't, you're right. The organization isn't making excuses or doing this. It's, it's certain players. Yeah, no, exactly. Right. And what, 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 what the, the connected dots I did was it seems like, at least to me, and you can agree or disagree, and I'll listen to uh, you know how you how you answer, but it it just seems like the people that are coming out and saying this have sort of like the little bit of the diva personality where, you know, not so much the AJ Brown, but a little bit of with him, but no place lay, definitely a diva. <laughs> no place lay. Well, it, it's one of those things where you don't. You can't win this. You can't win it at all. You lost. You lost the game. You lost Absolutely. the game. And anything that you say to anything opposite of that is sour sour grapes. Hugh, I completely agree with sour you. And the, other, and, and the other reason I, I I I don't respect Slay, and I don't mind if we use him as a trading chip going forward. The big play Slay name he gave to himself. Man, you gotta earn a nickname. <laughs> you can't a, give yourself a nickname. Nice, nice play on words, though. It is. It, it does I, I work. It, it does yeah. work well. I feel you. Though. It, it works, but you can't. You can't nickname yourself. Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't. Do yeah, that. I mean, I, and Ron, I agree with you. I mean, we brought this up, and we appreciate the call, Ron. We we were kidding, obviously, with with Howard Eskin, and we obviously we found out he did not give himself the king name. But I, yeah, the whole nickname thing. What it does, you know, what it does to you when when you don't make plays or you're struggling, it opens you up to criticism. If you're yeah. big play slay and you're doing more talking than, than making plays, you're going to get ripped for it. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure he has a marketing team that that say, hey, this works. Hey, it's a play on words and everything like that. Your, your best bet in this situation, Joe, just just be quiet, man. Let it go. Let it go. Don't say nothing. Let them chirp. You could have said. You could have left it as, hey, man, leave my leave my teammate alone. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk about it on this podcast and just leave it right there. Well, that and that's that's what frustrates me with this latest thing with Darius Slate. I, I'm I'm with you on that. Like, if he wanted to say, "Hey, 
AJ, leave it alone. Juju, shut up. Like, whatever. It, that's fine because I, I think they're all annoyed by Juju Smith-Schuster. But He's they, annoying. He is annoying. But then they go on. He goes on to talk about how his unit did a good job. Like, uh, it's it's weird, Hugh, because all year long they seem like a, a really tight knit group, which I think they are, and they seem like a a group that their their heads were in the right spot. And I since the Super Bowl, it's been a little off. And then let me put this in perspective for you. You know, we could sit here and and we could talk about because that's what that's what we're doing. We're talking about Juju Smith Schuster's contribution. Mm-hmm. You could either use the year and talk about his two two touchdowns that he had. Or you could talk about his contribution in the Super Bowl. And I could sit here if I wanted to and make an argument that he had one of the biggest contributions in the Super Bowl. Even though you said he didn't make a whole lot of plays, he made the biggest play in the Super Bowl. And that was that holding penalty. I mean, think about it. Like, like That's why arguing about this and talking about what you did and all this other stuff, that was the absolute – that play right there changed everything. Mm-hmm. That was a pivotal play, and it was unfortunate that Juju Smith-Schuster was that guy. He's going to forever be remembered as the guy who got the holding call that changed the NFL, that, that changed the Super Bowl, the outcome of the Super Bowl at that point. Well, he is, yeah. And, and I, I wonder moving forward with all this, if, if this does have any residual effect on, on the team, on, on how, how these players are, or how the team looks at them. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I would think it's a small thing. But, it, I mean, I, I do think about it now. Like, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, is this effective he's going to be back here or not? Probably not because, you know, Gannett's not going to be here at all. But the Slay stuff, like, there's no reason for this. It, it makes the Eagles look bad. And then, and, and on top of that, th- let's, let's put it in another, another perspective. That might have been Juju Smith-Schuster's last game as a professional athlete. You're right. Might have been his last game. And, granted, that's the way that, you know, as a player you want to go out. But – let him have that moment because it's going to be fleeting before you know it. You're going to have an opportunity, Slay and A.J. Brown. You're going to have an opportunity to, to, to get you a ring if you go out and handle business next year. You're going to be in a position to do that. That might have been his last hurrah. And isn't, it, isn't he just doing this to get them to get react? Your goat. Get your go. Yeah, because he, he has a platform. He, he has, like, I, I think he got, like, a million TikTok followers. Oh, does he really? Like I didn't realize He's got that. a lot of followers. Like, it's either his TikTok or somewhere. Juju has a lot of followers on one of those platforms, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, he, he's doing exactly what he, his brand calls for. Like, he's, 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 he's the same exact person. He has 3.6 million on TikTok. Yeah, something like Man. that. I mean, yeah, so he's, he's, doing, he's doing him. And that might be his last game. So, so let him have that. He won it. He got the big piece of chicken. Let him enjoy it. His, his, his uh, place at the dinner table. Keep it moving. Yeah, for a guy who's had two good years in the NFL, that, that's, that's a whole lot of followers. 215-592-9494. How does this all hit you? How do you re, your reaction to all this, because we, we, we're frustrated listening to the Eagles players since the Super Bowl, and not all of them. And our last caller made a good point. It's not every single Eagles player. It, it, it isn't. And, and Jalen Hurts, the leader, hasn't said anything. And I expect that. The, the interesting part is all year long the Eagles have been a team that you don't think about this kind of stuff with. You don't, you don't think about – and. It, Hugh, it's made us wonder. We talked about it a little while ago. You know, were they? Was there something front running to this team? Where, where, when there wasn't adversity, things were good, and then things go bad, or they have one obviously a really tough loss, and now you start hearing you know, pointing fingers, or it's not my fault. That that's the part I wonder about. Yeah, you can't do that, man. I mean, you know, if it goes bad, it goes bad. As you win as a team, you lose as a team, and you lost. Go back to the drawing board and, and do everything in your power to put yourself in position to win a Super Bowl next year. That's the only thing you can do. I remember times when we would lose the NFC Championship game, all two of them, back-to-back, and it's like, man, 
Didn't say a whole lot. Look at the game. You process the game. You think about the way that it could have went better, things of that nature, and you go back to the drawing board. And you try to put yourself in position to go again next year. That's it. That's the only thing you can do. You ever think about what it would have been like if you had social media, if you and your teammates and, and that era of players had it? Because that's this. I mean, a lot of this starts there, right? This nonsense starts there. I mean, the podcast hits social media and it goes viral, I and mean, that—that's where a lot of the stuff goes. Yeah, you kind of wonder how it makes you kind of wonder how different you would be, you know, when you had that platform or whatever. It's hard to say. I, 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 I started TikTok, not TikToking, but uh, tweeting and things because of the platform that you know, being in the media, right? And 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 getting information and things like that. I don't think as a player I'd have been that that active on it. I don't think I'd have been that active. Well, yeah, it's interesting. There's different generations that, that do different things. And now, I mean, the kids now, kids, I mean, now I'm speaking like I'm old, but like players now, their whole lives have been on it. Yeah, and it's been, and for some players, it's gotten them in trouble. Juju Smith was one of those guys in Pittsburgh that, you know, got in trouble for it. Uh, a, a, uh, was it Antonio Brown was another guy who got in trouble for it. So there are guys that do it, but some guys do it a little bit too much. And that's just the era that we're living in nowadays, Joe. I mean, they, these guys take their platforms and, and and they springboard into other stuff. I don't know what Juju Smith, how how he's uh, parlayed that into to putting money into his pocket, but I'm pretty sure that he has. I'm pretty sure oh, yeah. when you talk about having 3 million followers on TikTok, he's getting some bread from somewhere. So that's why he's creating the content because that's, that's his platform. Well, he's a content creator. Yeah, they, they, well, here's the thing. They're creating the content for him, right? AJ reacting, Slay reacting. They're giving him more. 215-592-9494. Your reaction to all this, because it, it is frustrating, both of us, seeing this continue here with the Eagles. Let it go. It, it, we mentioned earlier, it's like the 49ers a little bit. They complained for two weeks. They were, you know, they were mouthing off for two weeks. They were the better team. And now I'm hearing Slay talk about wanting to give 180 yards passing. I don't care. You give 78% completion percentage Patrick Mahomes. He did whatever he wanted in that game. It is frustrating. And we also discussed Reese Hoskins here as he heads into his first spring training game today. He hasn't played in a, in a game yet. And his first spring training game, do you want him back for next season? He's the only regular player, position player, not re-signed beyond this season. 215-592-9494. John is up here at Coatesville. What's up, John? John. Oh, that was quick. Thanks, guys. You got it, John. What's up, buddy? Hey, I got a question for you. Yes, sir. About if social media was around back in your playing days, specifically about 0405, how do you think the McNabb T.O. thing would have handled on Twitter? Oh, man, that would have probably been bad. That would have been bad. That would have been real bad. It would have been, you know, because, I I mean, I don't know if, like, I could see Donovan sending cryptic tweets, and I can see T.O. sending specific tweets. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I could like, too. Like, there's nothing cryptic about T.O. Like, Donovan, he would probably say something that wasn't directly uh, a, a direct shot at T.O., but he would say something. So, yeah, it would, it would probably be bad. It would probably be real bad. Yeah, I think that would have been a huge circus. Yeah, I, I I totally agree with. I you. mean, it was a circus without social media. Yeah, it was. John, it definitely was. That's false. Yeah, well, I mean, that was, and but that that of course, John, we appreciate the phone call, Hugh. That was within a team. This is different, right? Because none of the guys are in, at least not yet. I hope it doesn't happen. But that was in within the lot, you know, one team. Yeah, and you know, things like that happen more than you think they do, and it was just unfortunate that it got out. That stuff got out that that was happening in the locker room, the dissension that was in the locker room, and it just spilled over to the point where, you know, 
T.O. couldn't be here anymore. He had to go. He had to go. And it's unfortunate that it happened like that because, you know, over the years, talked to T.O. quite a bit. I mean, I have a tremendous amount of respect for him. That that whole situation could have been handled a lot better than it did. Well, yeah, and it was, I should say. Unfortunately, it, it it took a team that was excellent and and it fell apart pretty quick. It did. That next that that next season, it's amazing cuz you know, we're going into a year off a of Super Bowl where I think the expectations for next year are to try to get back, right? To be really good again. Well, that was the expectation in 05. I mean, no no one here foresaw how bad that was going to go. Yeah, but it was it was it was a thing that was going on where it it never was addressed directly. And, and that's the problem. Sometimes when you have two adults that don't get along and things have said and things of that nature, you know, you just got to air it out. You got you to put it all out there. And nobody did that. Nobody wanted to air it out. You know, there was one camp was this was T.O. camp. One camp was Donovan camp. And it was, you know, you can't you can't survive like that. You can't you can't push forward and be a good team when you have things like that are, that are going on. You just can't do it. It's impossible. Yeah, it, it rips your team apart. I and mean, that, that's obviously what happened to you guys. And I, I, I don't think that's going to happen here, but I, I do think it's a bad look for a team that all year long, I think the city loved this team. Like They, they played hard. They won. They seem to be really tight-knit, which I think resonates with fans. And then this stuff happened. And I know it frustrates me. It frustrates both of us the way this continues to go down. Pat is up here on WIP. Hey, Pat. Gentlemen, gentlemen, what's going on, doing? Pat? Hey, Pat. Hey, I, I got to run into a meeting, quick guys. But real quick, um, to me, Jalen is the only untouchable on the team. Um, you know, back in the day when when players lost a game, they you know they had real short memories. They forget about it, move on to the next one. These guys are talking. It, it doesn't matter to me at all. You know, whatever they do on the field is is really what matters to me. And and by the way, Juju. He's the guy that blew up Vontez a few years ago, right after uh, uh, Vontez took out AB. See, I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not. He sure was on involved that in that situation. It was some drama he had. Yeah, with the, with I think. The see, I, I like Juju only because of that. I think he he went out and took out Vontez after Vontez nearly killed AB. So I, I'll give him that. But listen, again, you know th- these guys can talk all they want. I it, it doesn't bother me one bit. I talk about my brothers all the time, but I would still go through a brick wall for them. Anyway, well, thanks, yeah, and, and I understand that, right? And, and I, it's all and Hugh, you mentioned earlier, it's all about interpretation. Like in, Darius Slay didn't say the defensive line didn't play well, the linebackers didn't play well, but when he's saying um, we did our job, we we were cooking, like it, yeah, somebody might interpret that the wrong way, and, and and that's what we're talking about. You can't you can't handle everybody the same way. You have to have some tact when you're when you're communicating or, or saying certain things, and somebody might hear that. One of the teammates might hear that and, and say, you know, you're trying to throw me under the bus. And that might not have been his intent, but that's exactly what it sounds like. Well, I think it works in any business, right? anything you do for a living. Like with different departments, different areas of the, of the team here at WIP, like you know, you do that to each other. Even it's if not it's a good small, look. it's not a good look. It's not a good look. That's just like you, you can't, you just can't do it. You have to be real careful about how you frame the frame some of the things that you say to people because they might interpret it the wrong way. And I, I, you know, because it's the off season, this stuff just lingers here, right? If it was the season, maybe they'd be asked about it in a press conference, maybe, but you know, on a Wednesday, but you know, when they have um, availability, and then you, the next game would happen, and then they play the game, and then we, it's like a rhythm to the season. There's no games There's now. There's no rhythm right now. We ain't got nothing to talk about. We just talking about some craziness, and y'all was talking about it too. So just, you know, just let it go. Yeah. Well, here's the bottom line: stop talking about it. Move on, guys. I mean, that that's my that's my feeling on on, on Slay, on Gardner Johnson, on. 
on A.J. Brown. I, I, I'm disappointed with the way they've acted and reacted here since the Super Bowl. How does it hit you? 215-592-9494. Does it bother you the way Eagles players, specifically A.J. Brown, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, and you know Darius Slay now are, have talked since the Super Bowl? They're, to me, they're acting like sore losers. How does it hit you? 215-592-9494. Does it bother you? We'll get back to all your phone calls. Do you want Reese Hoskins re-signed? And on the other side here, we're going to debut a new segment. I'm excited about this one. As, uh, as Hugh and I get to know each other here, we're going to debut a segment called Hugh and A. You guys are going to love this. 215-592-9494. How you join the show. We'll get to some Sixers stuff with Joel Embiid. Champ, uh, camp check-in coming up as well. 215-592-9494 at Sports Radio 94 WIP.